Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. everybody, Rev here. Before we get into this week's episode, I just want to give you a couple quick reminders and then let you know about something coming up in January. First off, just a reminder that the Audioverse Awards are happening right now, and we are nominated in two different categories, uh, so you can find all that information and vote for us if you're so inclined over at audioverseawards.net slash vote. They have streamlined it a lot from last time, but they still recommend that you vote on a PC if you have the option Uh, As I said last week, we are up against some pretty heavy hitters, so thank you to everyone who voted to get us into the finals. Also, if you happen to be a listener on Spotify, Spotify now has the option to give our show a rating. So if you listen on the Spotify app, we would really appreciate a rating from you. No matter what platform you listen on, ratings are super beneficial to us. It helps us be seen by other people who would not normally see us. So no matter where you're listening, if you've got a moment and you can rate and review us, we would really appreciate that. Uh, And then lastly, the thing I wanted to let you all know about so you could mark your calendars and join us is that on January 16th, that is a Sunday at 12 noon Eastern, we're going to be doing what we are calling a bake sale stream. Um, So as you can all imagine, making the show takes a lot of time, especially with all the content that we make over on Patreon. And in an attempt to have a better work-life balance, we are moving out of my home into an actual office space. And that's very exciting. And when we mentioned it on stream, people had talked about that we should do some kind of a uh, bake sale, uh, something to try and raise some funds to furnish this new space because it has a lot of potential, not only for us to record there, but also to stream from there, for us to be able to do VR games from there. And so I'll have some more details soon. Uh, But we're going to be doing an all-day stream on Sunday the 16th, and we're going to set some fundraising goals. We're also going to have some rewards and incentives for when people donate, uh, including one of the walls of our office is going to be dedicated to the names of everybody who donates during the the bake sale. We're also going to be doing giveaways every hour, uh, as well as swishing games and players of games. Uh, So very soon we will have a schedule for that as well as a list of some of the prizes we're giving away. Uh, But set that in your calendar. That is January 16th at 12 noon Eastern over at twitch.tv slash the crit show. Come join our bake sale as we raise some funds to furnish the new home for the crit show. I just, uh, I just, gosh, even talking about the idea of the bake sale, um, I just want to say thank you again to everyone who listens. Everything we do here would not be possible without you. The fact that we have gotten to a point where we can try to move into a new space is staggering. So thank you again for being here, for joining us every week. I hope that you have had a happy holiday and that you have a safe New Year's Eve, and we will see you in the new year. Hey guys, um, come look at this. And I want to point out all of the pictures and I, I show them the letter. He had a really good life. Yeah, I'm a little jealous that you all got to know him. He seemed really incredible just from the 
little bit of his life that I just saw, but it seemed like in his last moments, he was happy and felt content and felt like he had fulfilled what he wanted to do here. You know, what's really cool about that is you'll probably get to meet him soon. Him and Rev and Landara and all of these people. Yeah, look look at these pictures. Rev's a dog. <laughs> I scrutinize. I'm squinting at the other dogs in the photo. Hey, Tass. <laughs> what? Is that? Nothing. I, never I mind. I can't do this. <laughs> never mind. I can't do this with you. That's so interesting. I never, I never considered the possibility of multiple incarnations of yourself across different planes, across different dimensions. Well, I mean, you know, we've taken different forms going through to different worlds. I mean, Rev did a lot of traveling. It's more than a multiverse. It's an <laughs> omniverse. <laughs> I like that. It's got a ring to wow, it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> And if you would like to see the stories that inspired those three photos, <laughs> just head over to patreon.com slash the crit No. I feel like I should feel sadder about this, but I just, you know, knowing that it will have not happened, I guess. I mean, it's sad, kind of, but it's incredible. Look at how much they did. Yeah, it really is. And they'll get to do it again when we come back. I don't know that we're going to even talk Rev out of all of this. Well, yeah, how much will he have? experienced by the time we get back to him oh god so by now he's probably been there just under a year uh i want to just i want to start collecting this stuff i want to start taking these photos and letters and stuff like i feel like i mean there's no need for them to stay here anymore but if these are things that they don't get to experience it might be kind of nice for them to know that like in a different world they did and you know how much that mattered to them and to everyone else yeah it takes just a little bit of time, you're able to find a uh, metal box and fill it with all the things from the wall. I'm just imagining Rev coming back like a like a year later from wandering across various dimensions, just like fucking shredded and like <laughs> <laughs> just and a dog. Yeah, <laughs> just the most buff dog you've ever seen. That's terrifying. Well, so this place is safe, though. Sure seems like it. Yeah, uh, from all of this, it looks like he wrote down a bunch of dates and there's no warnings it didn't seem like they were under threat in any way yeah i don't think anything bad happened to this place or happened to trog his last emotions were peaceful and content well that is a huge relief let's go back to him yes let's oh yeah i'll lug this box back out the door so you were able to carry this metal box with all of the items from the wall back through the door uh, and you are all back in the subterranean layer. Uh, I think maybe we should also get back to the castle and let my grandpa know that we're going to be coming back and leaving soon. Maybe we can put the box there and have everything ready to go. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a good idea. But let's just let's hold off on next moves until we know our next answers and we can continue planning. All right, well, then let's jump ahead to 1201 when Kester and Tiresias reset on their question. Caster, I was wondering if you could help me with something. Yes, of course. What is it that you need? All right. What is the best way to get Aiden Chambers to have a meeting with us outside of Nash Tower? His eyes briefly glow gold, and then it seems like he is not exactly in the same spot that he was a moment ago. Yes, that is a tricky thing to get him to meet outside of the tower. It would need to be with another faction head in a place that he considers secure. All right, well, we got one of those things. I'm the head of a faction. We got to figure out what he would think would be secure. Is that worth... Should we ask Tiresias that? Oh, man. I feel like we would be better able to brainstorm a place that he would consider secure than guess who he's going to bring with him for a fight. Yeah, I don't like that. And you know what I also don't like? Ambiguity. And my eyes flash white. I would like to use eye all seeing. All right, mark your corruption and take a point of harm. What locations outside of Nash Tower does Aiden Chambers consider secure? The places that Aiden considers safe enough to meet are the Congress Hotel, the Archbishop's Residence, and the Court of the Silver Wing. And I think the connection that you get here is that for him to consider it secure is for them to have a blood oath with him, the leader of that faction. <sighs> all right. If we don't want to have the meeting in Nash Tower, and it's going to be in the Congress Hotel 
at the Archbishop's residence or in the land of Fairy, the place where I met Queen Imbric and Queen Bonnebel. Those are the factions whose leaders have made a blood oath with Aiden. Well, that's not great. Yeah, all of those suck. Okay, so no no home court advantage for us then regardless. Unless I propose making a blood oath with Aiden. Oh, that seems like just the worst possible. Yeah, it sure does. Can you hypnotize him if you have a fucking blood oath with him? I feel like probably not. Look, I'm not particularly well versed in the blood magics and oaths therein, but I would have to assume that like you can't fucking ruin me is probably like the top of the list of things you can't do once a blood oath has been conceived. I mean, we have, okay, we have basically no reason why we would meet with him in the Court of the Silver Wings place, but we at least have an affiliation with the demons and a second degree affiliation with the ghosts. So we could somehow use Tass or Lana's connections to feasibly get to the other places. But yeah, then we're just surrounded by a, another whole faction that likes him and doesn't like us. Yep. I don't like the thought of trying to do this in a place where he has backup that we know are, well, are really fucking scary. I mean, Gen Z seemed really upset that Tass had anything to do with Strom in the first place. So I can't imagine that that would be a good location to have Kim try and have some sort of meeting. And that whole Wraith business, I mean, we were pretty lucky to not have to deal with that at all. I, I know we don't like it, but I honestly feel like going to him is our best bet. Because then at least we're not adding another factor that could totally screw us over. Uh, Tass, he took you to the apartments, right? He he went out to look for, for mortals. Yep. What if we get you to feed him information that you found at the safe house? Lure him to a place where he thinks he's going to take out a bunch of humans. I like where your head's at. I'm not sure what the spin is that we would need for him to go. I mean, sure, he went even to Strom's tower, but he didn't engage. You know, he he brought down Hellfire with all of his resources. If he thinks that there's something like that that he can take out in one fell swoop, he's probably going to bring those instead of dragging me along for some sort of fealty test. Because that's, I mean, that's what it was. We didn't go on some strike. There's no way that he thought that there were really any people there. I just, I think I lucked out and I think I'm on his good side, but I don't think that means he's going to lead a strike. Well, no, but I mean, he's established this conversation with you that this is what he's looking for. So it would make sense if you were to bring up that you heard information and you brought it directly to him because you fucked up and you're trying to make it right with him for Gen Z. Yeah, I sure could try. I mean, does this does this sound worse? Then going to his base? It all sounds terrifying to me. I mean, none of it sounds good, but we have to try something. So yeah, if we want to try to cut him off, we can. I mean, if we're luring him to a safe house, we can maybe get some defenses on our side to to be there to help take on whatever shit he brings with him. If he's thinking he's going to attack a place that's secure that people are hiding... He might not expect a full-on retaliation back. And if we can have our allies there, I don't know. It sounds really dangerous, but it sounds better than walking into the lion's den. Yeah, but at least we'd be walking into the lion's den when he is in a position to try to talk, as opposed to putting him in the frame of mind where he's going to attack a safe house. If he's going to be attacking, he's bringing his forces. If he's going to a meeting, he's not going to bring an army. I mean, that was the answer to the question, right? To get him out of his place, it should be a meeting spot that he feels secure. Okay, well, maybe that's the next question then. If we meet on his terms, on his turf, is there anything that could hinder your abilities to hypnotize him? Is there anything that could fuck with the doorknob? How is our plan affected by whatever he has done to make his place feel safe to him? So we could ask what kind of magical defenses does Aiden's office have? Or, you know, you could make it a little vaguer than that. What defenses, physical or magical, does Aiden have in his office in Nash Tower? Yeah. Yeah, I think we have to know that because you're right, Tass. He's going to bring a lot of heavy backup if he's going to a fight. But at the very least, that gives us an opportunity to disorient him a little bit, have a lot of things going on at once. If he's in a position where he's going to talk, he's not going to have his guard down completely. Okay. Is that what we want to ask? I suppose so. Tyrese, yes. 
What defenses, physical and or magical, does Aiden Chambers have in his office in Nash Tower? Tiresias's eyes glow white and his booming voice fills the subterranean lair. Inside of Aiden's office, there are two gargoyles posed as mere decoration, two hidden guards at all times, magic runes to suppress offensive spells, and in addition to the powers of the Verkalakis, as the wielder of the power of the Devourer, he can consume corruption the way his predecessor could consume luck. Oh, shit. Wow, I'm glad we asked that. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot. Um, power of the Devourer. Have we heard that before? The Devourer? Are you asking me or who are you asking? Like in universe, like does does that name ring a bell to me? I don't, as a player, I don't remember necessarily hearing like the capital D Devourer before. Yeah, I think that as you're having this thought, about like, does that sound familiar? You see the same look on James's face. Like, it seems like he's like, boy, have, have I heard that before? Uh, and he moves over to the books that he was doing research in for Megan. And he's like, Devour. I wasn't able to fully track it down. But whenever I found uh, mention of the empath, there were a couple of times where the Devour with a capital D was mentioned. So the Devour is another dead god. Possible. And their power went into somebody else, like the empath did with me. Maybe. Does that mean Nash is dead? Not necessarily. Just that the god maybe blessed someone else. I mean, I'm not dead. Yeah, missing or was missing for a long stretch or something? Not available for two months, (laughs) if it's a similar timeline. Huh. Well, uh, this blows. Go team. (laughs) Go I go grab a fucking slice of pepperoni magnifico and drown my <laughs> sorrows. Oh, gargoyles. Uh the gargoyles from the prison. Are those the same? Oh, god, I guess. What was their thing? They hated ghosts? Yeah, they were like hucking ghosts back into their cells, but they also were hucking us back into cells. Oh, that's right. They were trying to like scoop you up into the air, Jake, huh? Oh, they succeeded. Uh yeah, they they threw my ass back in there. So these gargoyles are attracted to people that are extremely magical or supernatural in some way? Supernatural, yeah. I think that just, it seems like they had their like duty and anything that seemed like a danger within the scope of that duty, like they deal with. So like, I think if just a, a normal ass human had walked out of the place they were guarding, that wouldn't have been a problem. But because I was like something else, I kind of got caught in the net of like, I get thrown back in there too because I'm I'm something supernatural. Yeah, intruder alert situation. Gotcha. But I doubt they're still keeping things in. Probably at this point they've been tasked with keeping things out, right? Also makes sense, yeah. All right, so let's break this down. Is this still even possible? That's what I've been wondering if Aiden has the ability to stop powers that are tied into corruption. I mean, that's... What I can do, meeting his gaze like that, rendering him immobile, that draws upon corruption. Is that even a possibility for us anymore? My only thought would be if there's a way to double up, if there's a way to, like, take his focus. You know what I mean? Like, if he's inundated with that act, that consumption, so to speak, while he was dealing with that, if you could get in and make your attempt... That might be enough. I I honestly don't know, but it seems to make sense. Well, okay, he consumes corruption the way Nash consumed luck, right? Right, yeah, just that force, that feeling of everything going right just got ripped away. Well, maybe we can ask Nash how best to get around that. Yeah, God, good call. Yeah, I mean, if anybody's going to have a definite answer on this, it's going to be him. Okay, so that is an avenue I think we have to address first. If we're going to do this there, yeah, we got to come up with something. We got to take care of gargoyles. We have to figure out how to find vampires that are hiding, apparently. Um, We have to figure out what we can actually do to fight without using spells offensively. There's a lot to figure out, but if we can't do the end game, none of the rest of that matters. Well, I mean, yeah, we're going to have that conversation, but 
assuming that's something that we are able to do, can we do the rest of it? Like, can we can we think of a way to get around this? Uh, yeah, we can't do offensive spells. Is your hypnotizing ability? I mean, I guess I wouldn't really call that offensive. Oh, I would. I mean, it's invasive. It is something that affects somebody else's will. I would call that offensive as far as a spell. I mean, in that case, you know, it's possible that we could mar the runes that shut down the offensive magics or, I don't know, I could go back to the Sanctum. We got to go talk to Grandpa anyway. I could do some research there, see if I can drum up an answer on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then there are hidden vampires. I mean, I assume as if they're guards, they're going to come out to defend when shit starts going south. And I don't know, I could probably take them. I don't know what these guards are or, you know, what they're equipped with, but I like my chances. Me too, but then we also have to get you in there. Both of us, actually. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I'm pretty sure that Jake and I could get in there no problem, but how do we get the two of you into that office? With the way we left things with Aiden Tass, there's no way we're walking in. I mean, I can imagine a world of being in his tower, but not with you guys, not with the people that I was with at the time that I thoroughly offended him. Yeah. Okay, so how do I get in? I mean, we got friends who have abilities. You know, we've got Lana who can phase from place to place and Selena who can open doors. So maybe one of them could help get you guys. Maybe we get in there legitimately. And then once it's time for things to like pop off, somebody else gets you two in there as well. That's a good call. So, okay, so then we ask... Lana, if she's ever been there, or Selena, if she has a path to there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think I can take care of the gargoyles. How so? Expand. Again, this is going to be contingent on if we can get Megan and I in, but a very large on-fire horse owes me a favor. (laughs) Yes. If those gargoyles want to chase, we can probably give them a good goddamn chase. Yeah, I mean- dangle a, a juicier piece of meat in front of them and they'll they'll probably bite um and i mean but then the rest of it i guess but assuming all of these changes work and make sense then the rest of it still works though right the doorknob the escape like that's that's still good at least yeah if i can manage to lock eyes with aiden and freeze him in place and all of the other threats in the room have been dealt with it seems like actually getting the dagger and getting out is the easy part. Can't can I just seduce him and get him just to take yes. his clothes and the dagger off? Yes, like, probably. This seems like a lot of trouble. Look at you, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's the route you want to take, this sounds way easier for the rest of us. So. <laughs> Live your best life, Jake. <sighs> I just need everyone else to understand that through that entire little lament that Jake just made, Rev was off to the side just lightly nodding through the entire thing. This will work. Yeah, listen, I know what Aiden's into. He's like, I've established this in character. This will work. Uh, okay, so we we just need to go talk to some friends here and see who will do us what kind of favor. Sure looks that way. Yeah, is there anyone else we should be talking to? I'm, I'm trying to think if there's anything that like Lore Merchant could do to help. Um, or, I don't know, Damien? God, yeah, that's a good point. If um, if you bring up what you know, he would probably be a little more encouraged to want to help us accomplish this now so that we can get back in time. Of course, I know that you've been hesitant in the past to fully loop Damien in in case Gen C forces him to talk, but it seems like we're in the end game here. Yeah, that's a gamble we're going to have to take at some point if we want his help. Or, I mean, really, in general, whenever I break off, if she asks him and finds out why and finds out who we really are, it's not going to be a matter of setting up a meeting. It's it's all coming down. Yeah. So we just have to, we have to be real careful about how we time that. It seems like talking to him should be a last on the agenda then, just in case. Yeah. So what is our order of operations here then? I... Should probably be the one to talk to Selena, but I would also have to be the one to go research whether whether your mind dominate thing would be considered an offensive magic or not. Yeah. Let me try and talk to Selena first, because if she's on board, then she might make some of this getting back and forth easier for us anyway. And if she's not, then we can go from there. Kim, you're from here. Some stuff is common knowledge. I don't know what all is exactly, 
How do you kill a Vercalacus? Do you know? Do we know? <laughs> no, man. Okay. I'm just wondering, like, best case scenario, we do get him locked down. What's stopping us from just, you know, whatever, garroting his head off or something? I don't know what's stopping you. In this society, like, a murder charge, that would stop me. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's fair. I just don't know what would take him out if we have him still, well, besides a bunch of C4, I happen to be aware that that works. Wow, okay. I don't know how we would do that in a safe... Anyway, point is, just curious about that for our best case scenario. Mm. Maybe I'll do that. You're going to end up on a watch list if you start Googling that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to head back to... Well, it's the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, it's like one o'clock. What are you enacting tonight? I mean, Borbach is on guard all night, right? Like, he's basically 24-7 guard. Yeah, seems like it. So might as well, then, not waste time. I guess I can still go talk to Borbach and try and have this conversation with Selena. Have some answers before uh, Tass reports for his shift in the morning. Yeah, I I think I'm done. Like, I'm not going to go talk to a nightmare about a possible favor until I have a pretty good idea that we can enact it. I guess I'm just waiting until we have the clear to go back to the sanctum. I'll get going so I can get back as quick as possible so we can try and maybe knock out another stage of this tonight. So we will follow Jake across town to Borbach. As you pull up, he's got a book out and he's reading it under the lamplight. Oh, hello, Jacob. Hey, buddy. I need to have another conversation with Mother. Could you run that up the flagpole for me? Oh, yes. You're going to talk to Mother, huh? A wink. Oh, no, no. That's... No. Oh, no. The wink is because, like, we know who Mother is. Wink, wink. Oh, yeah. Mother. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that... Yes. Okay. And he turns around and walks back towards that utility shed, and he drums a very specific pattern on the ground with his hooves, and then knocks on the door. And then he turns back and walks towards you. Okay, hopefully message get to her very soon, and uh, we'll hear back, or maybe we'll see her. Oh, all right. What are you reading? Sea biscuit. Oh, how you liking it? It's good. It's uh, making me... I, I just having an issue lately, you know, not... Not staying is in good of shape, and I thought, oh, maybe if I take up racing, like competitive, you know, it's better to have like uh, an activity you want to do instead of like, oh, I'm just going to work out to work out. If you have something you enjoy doing, so I was hoping to get into maybe horse racing. Well, that's cheating. A centaur is both the jockey and the horse. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> did, you did you hear <laughs> How'd that? How'd you get here? <laughs> no, the vaccine. <laughs> No, 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 he's got a point. <laughs> well, uh, hold on. Wait, you don't know how it works here. You haven't been. Hold on, hold on. That voice on the wind has a point. <laughs> I'll spend my two points of corruption to arrive in this scene and bring Tass just for that uh, witty comeback. <sighs> okay, all right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah it's it's way easier to stick to a, a routine that is also a passion. Yeah. Than- like, what do you do? Look at you. You're in good shape. You you, you box or maybe do some uh, some Taibo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I practice martial arts. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then I just kind of like uh, drum my fingers and bob back and forth on my heel to toe waiting for <laughs> a solution to happen. <laughs> He's just like, oh, okay. Fucking love Taibo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and after a couple of moments... Uh, there is the bright shimmer of light as the door to the utility shed opens and Mother steps through. Hey, I've got a favor to ask or a question to ask, sort of, but I don't know if it's a conversation we want to have right here. Can I? Should I come back with you? Is that okay? She nods and turns and walks through the door. Okay, I'll, I'll follow through and wave to Borbach as I go. Goodbye. Bye. And Mother leads you through half a dozen doors uh, before you end up back inside of that initial room that you met her in that is wall-to-wall doors. Cool. So this is, like, secure, right? She nods and uh, plucks the mask off and sets it down on the desk. Yeah, it should be secure here. How's everything been going? Uh, I mean, up to this point, pretty good, but we're we're sort of stuck. The last thing we need is New Canterbury's thing. Hmm. Uh, it is in... Aiden Chambers' possession. Are you familiar with him? Oh, yeah. So we got to get this thing off of him, which means one way or another encountering him. And, you know, what we figured out is the only way to get him out of his place is 
if he's going to one of the other faction leaders who owes him a blood debt, which that sucks because that's not going to go well for us. So now we're kind of like, okay, well, do we just have to go to his place? And then that's going to be a fight. We got to contend with his defenses. And one of the things we've come up against is he's seen all of us like fight his people. So we're not sure the best way to get especially Tass and Megan in there because they very much killed a lot of his agents. And I was wondering if you would be able and willing to help with that. Oh, to like sneak you into into his building? Yeah, like I think a couple of us could get in there fairly legitimately, maybe keep his guard down or something. But then like when it's when it's time to strike, you know, that you get the other two into his building. Do you have do you have doors there already? I don't, but I might be able to figure something out. I've been close by the way these doors work. Uh, this doorknob it connects the two sides of different doors that are the same door. If that makes sense. Like it's got to be the same kind of door and then they're connected and I can open it up and walk in one side, but walk out the other side. It'd take a little bit of doing, but I reckon I could find some door in this building somewhere that I've got that matches up with something in my possession already. Well, that'd be perfect. That would be a huge load off for us. Um, Oh, they're also hoping to get a sizable horse, a nightmare in as well. Is that feasible? Oh, so like a big door, like a double door. Probably, a, yeah, probably like a double door, like a fire door. Well, I think what I would need from you then is some pictures or doors inside of his building that you think would be feasible size-wise, and then I could go look through what I've collected over the years and the other locations I've got to see if I got something that matches that. Okay. That might be doable. All right. Hey, would you be able to help us get just in the short term, like back to the the place that I've put Danny? We need to get I'm not just me. I can only take like a person at a time and a, we need to get a couple of folks there at the moment. Would you could you help me out with that, too? Oh, sure. Where uh, where am I picking you up from, though? Uh, are you familiar with the 606? Oh, yeah. The the park. Yeah. Uh, just somewhere around there. Whatever door is convenient for you. We can meet you there. You got a place there where, uh, sounds like a silly question, you got a place there that's got a door? Yeah, it's hidden and I didn't hide it, so I, I just want to make sure with them that it's cool for me to tell you before I before I tell you. Is that fair? Yeah, well, here, just go hold on a second. She stands up and walks through a yellow wooden door behind her desk and closes it, and then comes back a few minutes later carrying a door with hinges on it. You end up finding a place where you'd like me to be able to you know, come to you, you just hang this up and let me know. I got the other side of this one in one of my other bases. I just hadn't found a place for it yet. Oh, all right. I have to probably let this kind of hang out the windows in the back seat. I'm not sure this is going to, I'm like, I'm like eyeballing it. Like, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to squeeze this guy and then maybe have to lay down the passenger seat. Oh yeah, yeah okay. just strap it to the top. Bullbock will help you. I'll scratch it. I'll scratch it up so bad. I don't got a roof rack on this thing. Oh, I need a blanket. Can you, do you have a blanket? <laughs> I'm gonna need you to get out now. <laughs> yeah, under I'm still just like looking at the door, like yeah, no, that's fair, understood. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll find a spot for this. Um, how do I like let you know then that it's time to come through it? Borbach did a thing with his hooves. I don't have those. Yeah, he just does that part because he thinks it's fun. You just need to do the knock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that guy. Yeah, he's good. He's a hoot. So the only important part is yeah, it's the knock. Uh, so you just put your hand on the door. And give it a kind of a, a drag down. Two two drags, beat three drags, beat two drags. Uh, it's a bit of Morse code because if I just you know answered every knock on the door that I got something connected to, that boy that'd be exhausting. So I listen for that. Okay. All right. Well, if you would uh, kick me back out to my car here, I'll get going. Yeah. All right. All right. So I think we find Jake back at the subterranean lair. Uh, carrying who's, a door. Who's yeah, carrying a door. Who's still up? What are you guys up to? What are you doing? It's like two thirty in the morning. Fucking exhausted. <laughs> I was probably I was probably napping. I don't think I am. I think I'm too anxious. I'm just waiting for Jake to get back. Hey, you're back. Oh my god, that's a door. A door. Wow. Hi. How long was I sleeping? Uh it's been like uh, an hour, hour twenty, hour thirty. Oh right. Okay. What's with the door? This is Selena's like. Well, door <laughs> it's it'll it'll get her to us so wherever we want to set this up i can install this door and then that's where she can she can come to us via i didn't know if we wanted to actually do it like in here uh is james still up oh no he's super asleep 
Mm. Well, we can either just put this nearby or we can actually we could put this in here just wherever. I mean, she knows about the castle and like grandpa and. Yeah, we've whatnot. already invested a lot of trust in her, I suppose. I'm just going to make the executive decision. I'm going to put this somewhere in here. Yeah, might as well. Okay. Um. All right. I'll just find a one of the more relatively unused doors, like a closet door or something to swap this out with. Okay. So this will get her to us and she said she'd take us to uh, the castle and I need to get her some references of the doors in the building because she's got to have like a like a similar or a matching door. But if we're trying to get a horse through, it's it can't just be like a regular office door. It's got to be something big. So she said she needs me to get her some references so that she can find something that matches so that she could get everybody through. But she's willing to do that. Is that something you could maybe do when you're talking to Benson? Boy, maybe. I hadn't really been envisioning talking to Benson in that building. Where do you usually meet Benson? Uh, coffee shop. Ah, gotcha. Uh, this, this, I'm, I'm getting real tired. This seems like a maybe figure it out tomorrow type deal. Cool, yeah. Do we, do you want to go right now and talk to Grandpa at the castle or do you want to wait until tomorrow? I can, I can call Selena now. I mean, I can't sleep, but if you guys need a rest, I get it. Nah, let's go. Okay. Uh, all right, I'll do the knock. After a couple of minutes, the door opens and Mother is there. All right, three for the castle, please. She shakes her head and turns and walks back out. <laughs> I, I just laugh and gesture for everybody to follow. Yeah, I do so tentatively. I'm still kind of afraid of Mother. And she leads you through a series of doors that eventually lead you to the second floor of the castle. Uh, I think as we're going through the series of doors, I am just like making introductions between her and and Kim. Like, uh, mother, this is uh, this is Kim, leader of the House of Strom. Kim, this is mother. Oh, congratulations on the promotion. And she pulls her mask off and you see for the first time the face of mother. She has purple skin, black eyes and a round mouth filled with needle teeth. Uh, thank, thank you. You didn't tell me you were going to come knocking at 2.30 in the morning. I'm sorry. I just kind of assumed since I this first meeting started at like 1 in the morning that I, um, yeah. No, you're right. This was rude of me. I apologize. I'm keeping you from your rest. But I am definitely going to ask you to bring us back in like <laughs> 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you were all at the castle. I think when we get to the castle, um... I'm going to hang back as uh, everyone kind of arrives and kind of motion for Selena off to the side. Hi, uh, c- can I can I just uh, talk to you really quick? Sure. Um, I just wanted to say that I'm really sorry about the last time that we saw each other. I know we didn't really get to know each other very well. Um, and I understand that you were kind of compelled to attack us the way you were, but just, you know, throwing you against the wall and all that and leaving you behind and that awful place i feel awful i'm really sorry well thank you i uh, used to have to do whatever mama said but well now i don't answer to anybody but myself well i don't know how you got out of there but i'm really glad that you did and when we go back if there's any way that we could do that sooner we're gonna try well, that'd be nice thanks for um thanks for helping us out here yeah of course my understanding is that you're trying to make a place that's ultimately better for all of us so that's a dream. Isn't it, though? And I'll uh, grab Kim and start heading towards uh, finding Grandpa. Okay. And uh, where are you headed, Jake? Uh, I'm headed into the library to do some research. All right. So, Kim and Megan, you head to Nash's room and uh, knock on his door. And there's uh, a couple of moments pass, and then he comes to the door. Oh, uh, hello. And he reaches down and uh, pulls some spectacles out and puts them on. I give him a big hug. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. This is Kim. This is who I was telling you about. Uh, Kim, this is my grandpa. Hello, Kim. Or is it Kimberly? Uh, Kim, please. Uh, no one calls me Kimberly. It's nice to meet you, sir. This is very strange for me. I'm so sorry, Megan. This is this is very strange. Hi. Hello. Yeah, I, I know. I I know it's, it's a little weird, but, uh... Uh-huh. I'm familiar with the other you... Yes, I get that a lot. But Megan told me that you have traveled through time. And it's because of your expertise that I am going to be able to do that and worry a lot less about one day fading away. So um, thank you for that insight. 
Yes, my understanding is that you have not been around long enough to encounter yourself in the past, which is really the only true danger. Yeah, no. A lot of people here have very long extended lifespans, but not me. I'm I'm very, very normal in that respect. So no danger of that. We're uh we're real close, Grandpa. We've got almost everything we need. There's just one last part that we need to get and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really hard. Really tricky to get to. So we're trying to work out the last few details, uh, and we came back to kind of get things ready to go. Um but I have to ask you about something. Uh, so this guy, Aiden Chambers, he is running this world's Nash's faction. He is in charge and he seems to have taken on this ability, these powers from the Devourer. Do you know that name? No. Oh, okay. Well, uh, from my understanding, you had the ability to consume luck? Yes, the... Mm, the best thing I can describe it as is the gold, yes. Right, well, that seems to have been given to you, uh, very similar to the way my abilities were given to me. I don't have the research done on this yet, but all signs are pointing to it's the same idea that the Devourer was one of these three gods who had died, and something about this representation of their abilities went to other people who were deemed worthy of them, I guess, or or who identified with them. And one of them was the empath, and their abilities went to me. And it seems like one of them was also the devourer, and their abilities went to you. Fascinating. I had always assumed that my ability to consume more than blood was something I had had learned as I understood more of who I was and what I could do, but Yes, I suppose there was a point when there was an exponential shift in what I could take in. Well, uh, Mr. Nash or Grigori, or I'm sorry, is there something else that I can call you? Uh, yes, my friends call me Jeffrey. Cool. So, Jeffrey, it seems as though the abilities from the Devourer have gone to Aiden Chambers, and he has the ability to feed on the powers that are tied into corruption, which is bad news for us because the most solid plan that we had in terms of getting an item off of Aiden Chambers was I have the ability to lock eyes with people and use corruption to make them stand completely still and then forget the entire experience. But if I can't do that, then I don't know how we get that item. I don't know if from your experience and your past lives that you've ever been in a situation where you have tried to devour the gold uh, like from two simultaneous instances or is it something that you can do multiple times is it like an area of effect type thing or does it need to be targeted or um, yeah I see I'm trying to think the best way to describe it there was this feeling, almost a, a tingle at the base of my brainstem when I could open up and draw in what was being released near me. Something about who I am, what I am, could just feel it being released into the air. There is uh, no limit to how much I could take in. It fueled me, made me stronger. But there was a moment when I was taking it in that everything else was gone. I don't know if bliss is the right word, but I became briefly unaware of the existence of anything but the gold. If you could catch him in that moment, the moment where he fully consumes, I think that would be your window. That window could only possibly be a second or a fraction of a second. Yes. Well, it's better than no window at all. It was certainly enough to make me anxious. The pleasure of taking that in, and after the fact, the fear of that moment where... I was vulnerable. Yeah, I think that's a great source of information. I think that if we can distract him, I mean, have somebody feed him, you could do your ability to root him in place and he wouldn't even know to be able to stop you. Yeah. Again, it's a tight window, but it's definitely a possibility. Of course, that all depends on how Jake is doing in terms of whether I could even do that ability or any offensive ability inside of that office. Tell me, if you're almost all ready to head back, have you solved the problem of James? Uh, 
not exactly. I think Jake had some theories that maybe we could talk to the Fae. They seem to not really age or like take damage in a way that a lot of the other factions do. So we thought maybe we could get some information there. Before what you're planning with Aiden. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. We didn't figure it out exactly. It was just kind of an avenue we thought we could go down. And then we just had a lot of opportunities to knock some things off our task list. And I, I think we got a little distracted. But you're right. We do have to figure that out. Yes, do be careful when you go back because the clock will be ticking. Right. Okay. I will I will mention that to Jake and Tass. Can I interest either of you in some cocoa or something? Oh, God, yes, please. I've been so tense, and now I'm slightly less tense, but now I'm so hungry. If I have cocoa, I'm 100% passing out, so yeah, that sounds great. And he takes a step back and slides on some slippers and leads you downstairs to the kitchen. He's so cute! I'm, like, just, like, whispering in Megan's ear as we're going down the stairs. He seems really nice. <laughs> yeah, he's my grandpa. Yeah, no, I, 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 I get it. I want him to be my grandpa. All right, so inside of the library, Jake, what do you, what exactly are you looking for here? Uh, I am looking for a tome mm-hmm. that will break down uh, the the warding, like about like warding against offensive magics, mm-hmm. and like getting an idea of what counts in that category. Like, what do what precisely do these wards do that would ward offensive magics, and will they apply to what Kim does? Okay, six. Oh, so on a miss. I don't have what I'm looking for, but I know someone from another circle who probably has it in stock. All right, Jake. So I think the circle that you know that has what you're looking for, it is the Lost Ones. Uh, it would be the magical bookstore owner, Prue. All right. Well, I'll head back to the rest of the crew then. All right. You hear them downstairs and you hear a uh, teapot whistling. Hey, you want some cocoa? No, no, I need caffeine. I don't have what I need, but Prue, the bookshop lady, she will. So I'm going to have to go there and look at my watch. Uh, one hour and 13 minutes or so. Oh, man. Oh, man. Do you want some hot Dr. Pepper? <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey, do you have any coffee in here? Oh, no, I don't touch the stuff. Uh, okay. Yeah, gross. But I do have hot Dr. Pepper. <laughs> How about cold Dr. Pepper? I don't keep it that yeah. way. <laughs> didn't, you, didn't you hear the kettle? <laughs> I, you know, I forgot to mention her, but I just want to say that Selena is also sitting at the table eating marshmallows with that round mouth. Just yes. <laughs> oh, big, I love the that. Jumbo. That's so cute. It's like watching a, one of those fish that cleans the glass. It's the Placostomus. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you guys good to go? It seems like. Yeah, if we need to to get out of here, Grandpa, we're probably gonna bring James back uh soon to be ready to go because once we. <laughs> Get all this in motion. It's done. All right. Uh, do you mind if I take this cocoa to go? No, please. By all means. Uh, thank you. It was very nice to meet you, Jeffrey. Yes, you as well. And if you have any other questions, please don't hesitate to ask. I will definitely do that. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Sleep well. Yeah, I'll gesture for Selena. Like, get us the fuck out of here. <laughs> she nods and heads back upstairs to the second floor and leads you all back to the subterranean lair. Jake, I'm real sorry you got to go out and do more tasks. I'm going to go pass the fuck out now. Good luck. Here, I'll, uh, if you give me the keys, I'll drive and then you can sleep in the passenger seat as we get to the back to the rookery. Yeah, I toss her the keys. Okay. All right, so as Megan is laying down to sleep and Kim is driving Jake back to the rookery and the sun is very slowly starting to rise, I think we see Tass's motorcycle pass them headed towards Lady Jensie's. Tash, you arrive at Lady Jensie's office at the crack of dawn. Lady Jensie is up in her office, and there is tea service out on her desk. Well, so very good to see you this morning. Good morning. I have to say, I've been thinking about last night, and I, well, I certainly had a very good time with you. I'm very grateful to hear that. Good, good. I think it was very good timing having you transferred from Damien to myself I've got a very special job for you coming up in just a day or so. And she taps a letter on her desk. But I think before we get to that, I think there's something in my bedroom that you could help me take care of. <gasps> Whoa, this is so spicy. <gasps> what's what's the <clears throat> what's that? <laughs> Follow me, I'm sure you'll figure it out. <laughs> and she stands up and walks out of the office towards one of the closed doors at the end of the hall. <laughs> 
Yes! I clear my throat, adjust my tie, stand up, high-five Zixel on the way out. (laughs) (laughs) And as Tass follows Lady Jensie out of the office into her room, the camera pans back to Lady Jensie's desk, where there is a letter laid out that announces that Lady Jensie has been selected to offer up two members of her team for the honor guard to help protect Grigori Nash when he arrives tomorrow. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. So this is the end of the world. Pretty weird, right? I'm Hannah. I'm sure you've probably noticed by now. I'm a zombie. My name would be the last one. From the creator of Redmond Born and Cybernautica. I can't exactly control most of the things zombie me does. I'm basically what amounts to a backseat driver in my own body. You learn to kind of just go with it after a while, I think. Like, do I feel bad for eating a family of four when I was new? You bet. Not exactly my favorite memory. Anna is living her best unlife, while unknowingly being on a crash course with Callie, an explorer desperately seeking to leave her mark on an American wasteland that seems to be all out of new discoveries. One might say that it's the comics that got me into this, but between you and me, I'm going to blame the McSodas. No sense in ruining everything I like in one day. Together, this unlikely pair team up against the dangers of (sighs) post-apocalyptia. Okay. Okay. This thing is not playing around at all. Shit incoming. Sometimes I miss the old days. Killing zombies for upstart communities, now that was a lot more simple. A lot more ethical, too. Wouldn't you say so? Don't you think it's a little more ethical to kill a zombie than just some stranger on the road? Apocalypse, A story about love, death, and robots. Just not the next guy.